The ink had barely dried on the Affordable Care Act before it was challenged in court just hours after that law was signed on March 23rd of 2010. Florida's Attorney General Bill McCollum filed suit. Since then, 26 other states have joined Florida in that action, including Ohio. And Ohio Republican Senator Rob Portman recently released a statement saying he believes the Affordable Care Act will increase costs for families in his state by more than $2,000 a month. He also says the new law will effectively eliminate 800,000 American jobs. None of those particular details are confirmed. However, we have with us Ohio Attorney General Mike DeWine joining us from Cedarville, Ohio. Sir, thanks for joining us. Good to be back with you. Thank you very much. And since the Supreme Court is going to be talking about constitutionality today, I want to kind of set aside policy arguments and, and points over cost and talk about just the constitutional argument. What is the, the constitutional basis for your, your case against the individual mandate? Well, I think this is a very interesting case. And frankly, it's, a, it's going to be whatever the court decides, a, a landmark decision. Um, to put it in kind of simple terms, uh, the question is how far can the Congress and the President go uh, in, in, in regard to uh, this, this area? Uh, their argument is they can do it because of the Interstate Commerce Clause. Uh, our argument is that this is a stretching of the Commerce Clause well beyond anything that we have ever seen before. Uh, our argument, uh, frankly, is that this is, is not commerce, that when people sit at home and decide for whatever reason, not to buy health insurance, uh, they have not engaged in commerce. Um, And so for the Congress to come forward and say, well, we're regulating this because they're engaging in in commerce, uh, frankly, just makes absolutely no sense. But it's going to be a very close decision. Um, I don't think anyone can predict how it's going to turn out. The lower courts have been all over the place on it, and you've had actually – Appointees from uh, President Clinton uh, ruling that it's unconstitutional. You've had uh, appointees from George Bush uh, ruling uh, just the other way. So yeah. it's, it's uh, you know, you really can't predict what's going to happen. Well, we're speaking with Ohio's Attorney General Mike DeWine, joining us from Cedarville, Ohio. Allow me to, to play the role of, of the, the Solicitor General here, since you're the case for the states, um, and, and say that to a certain extent, let me, let me put this in another light. I have insurance, and I'm told that on average, I pay an extra $1,000 a year for people who are uninsured that the government mandates has to get care. It's, it's law that if you go into the hospital, you have to be cu- taken care of. And then that cost gets passed on to me and the other people who have insurance. In other words, um, an uninsured person shows up at a hospital, they can't pay, and then federal and state law requires them to be treated, and those costs are passed on to me and millions of other Americans. How is that not an unfunded mandate? Well, I don't know if the issue is unfunded mandate or not. Uh, that's really not the, not the issue. The issue, the issue uh, I think you are articulating it very well, however, uh, is that the the solicitor will argue that today, uh, I am sure that this is uh, affecting commerce. Uh, your failure to do something, to buy something, impacts impacts everybody else. And the case that is is cited uh, many times is the case from from the New Deal era, uh, from the, I believe the 1930s, uh, where there was a wheat farmer, uh, and if I recall, he was actually a wheat farmer from Ohio, uh, but a wheat farmer, and uh, he consumed his own wheat. And he didn't. He said, I don't engage in interstate commerce. I don't do anything with it. Uh, but the court said, yes, the federal government can, in fact, 
uh, regulate how much you grow, uh, et cetera, uh, because it does have an impact on interstate commerce. So that's probably the, the, the best argument in, in favor of, of that position. Uh, our counterargument is that there's, there's a fundamental difference between a wheat farmer who actually is a wheat farmer, makes a decision to grow wheat, makes a decision to be a farmer, makes a decision to do all these things, uh, versus someone who makes a decision to do nothing. Uh, so I think that if you if you look at this, you have to take it beyond the health care uh, and health care insurance debate. And you have to look at uh, what the court is always mindful of is not just the case that they have in front of them, but what precedent that they set. And it seems to me that if you say that doing nothing uh, allows the government to regulate you, uh, because that is therefore interstate commerce, that you have some impact on interstate commerce, your failure to, to engage in interstate commerce, which frankly doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But if you believe that, then there's really no limit to what the Congress can do. You could put any anything. You're making the broccoli, any, you could do any you're making the broccoli argument, that. it sounds like, sir. We're speaking I'm with sorry? Mike DeWine, Ohio Attorney General. The broccoli argument that you know, people keep saying, oh, they could force you to buy broccoli. But the government's response to that is, let, at some point in every human being's life, in America, they enter the health care system. They need health care at some point. So they're saying they're not forcing anybody to, to buy something they wouldn't normally buy, like broccoli. They're saying, how do you pay for it? All we're doing is regulating the finances. That's what the government says. Look, that's, that's the counterargument. Again, I, 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 would, I would worry if, if the Supreme Court comes down with this decision, which they may uh, or they may not, uh, but what is the limit? And I guess that would be the question. Where, where, do, where do you go from from there. Can't they compel you to buy something else because that is in the national good? That is important. You may have to buy that product. Food. Everybody has to buy food. We could come up with some crazy scenarios uh, in what Congress could compel you to do. In, well, in they do regulate the food, food that we buy, right? I mean, they regulate I'm the sorry? safe. They, they regulate the food that we buy. What chemicals you can put in it? The nutrition. That, that's, again, that that is, that is a very separate, separate, separate issue than compelling you to buy a product. Regulation and saying the safety of of, of food it, it is a fundamentally different issue. Uh, the other thing that I, I think that is sometimes missed in this debate is if a state wants to do this, they certainly have the police power to do it. Massachusetts did it. Uh, I may not like that. If I was in Massachusetts, I probably wouldn't be in favor of it. But no one says that uh, Romney Care in Massachusetts is unconstitutional. That is the police power of the state. And, and I think that you know we're a long way from the, the founders, but I think we still ought to have some sense of federalism and some sense that the only power the federal government has or has to be absolutely spelled out, uh, that the other powers are reserved to the state. And that's a debate that we don't hear a lot in, in the public square today, yeah. but, it's just, but it's an essential, it seems to me, an essential argument. And it, that argument will be made for the Supreme Court this week. Mike DeWine is Ohio Attorney General. His state is one of 26, 27 that are uh, arguing against the Affordable Care Act. Again, Mike DeWine, thank you so much. Good to be with you. Thank you.
And those arguments and others will be in front of the Supreme Court at 15 minutes after the hour as we take a look at the headlines this morning. The Supreme Court for a second day hears arguments for and against the Affordable Health Care Act that President Obama passed in 2010. A video has surfaced in France that appears to show the recent deadly attacks on soldiers and a Jewish school. The footage was sent to the Paris office of Al Jazeera television with a letter. French President Nicolas Sarkozy has appealed to the station not to air the footage. The man suspected of carrying out the attacks died in a bloody police raid at his Toulouse apartment last week. Also making headlines in France, the former head of the International Monetary Fund, Dominique Strauss-Kahn, now being formally investigated in France over his alleged involvement in a prostitution vice ring. According to his lawyer, Richard Malka, all his client is guilty of is attending some wild parties. He has never had the least inkling that the women he met could have been prostitutes. Let's suppose that he knew the status of those women. He wants to remind of the fact that having a relationship with an escort girl does not constitute an offence in French law. Dominic Strauss-Kahn denies the allegations and has been released on bail to make his moral arguments, perhaps with his own family. Here in the U.S., a deadly wildfire is sweeping through Colorado this morning. One person has died. Hundreds have been evacuated from canyons west of Denver. The fast-moving fire has burned nearly five square miles, being fueled by wind and dry weather. You're listening to The Takeaway. This is a story that affects all of us, insured, uninsured, doctors, patients, healthy and otherwise. How do you fit into the health care puzzle? I'm a nurse who works at a public health care center. Every day I see the results of people without insurance. It's not unusual to have a patient who worked all of his life, now unemployed, needs hundreds of dollars of insulin each month. I'm wholeheartedly behind the health plan, says a nurse listener. Tell us your story at 8778-MY-TAKE. This is Ira Flato, host of Science Friday. For over 30 years, the Science Friday team has been reporting high-quality science and technology news, making science fun for curious people by covering everything from the outer reaches of space to the rapidly changing world of AI to the tiniest microbes in our bodies. Audiences trust our show because they know we're driven by a mission to inform and serve listeners first and foremost with important news they won't get anywhere else. And our sponsors benefit from that halo effect. For more information on becoming a sponsor, visit sponsorship.wnyc.org.